When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. family, it is so beautiful to see you and familiar faces who make us feel welcome and good, alright? And we're here to make you feel that as well. I'm happy that y'all came here to celebrate heavy music with your friends at Metallica. Because we are Metallica, and so are you. Hey out there, rock and rollers! Welcome to the 142nd episode of the Ugly American Werewolf in London Rock Podcast. Brought to you by me, your host, Mac B. The Wolf, and I will be joined, as always, by my partner in crime from the East Coast of the United States, Gary Action Jackson. And we want to thank everybody who tuned in last week to our review of Goat's Head Soup on its, or near its, 50th anniversary with a buddy Mark from Performance Anxiety. I think you'll hear that we had a lot of fun doing that one. We included the Deluxe Edition tracks, which includes a track that featured Jimmy Page, Scarlet, with Mick Jagger back in the early 70s. Mark really liked that one, uh, and so we encourage you to check that one out. And speaking of having fun with guests, I think you're really going to love this show. We are really, really pleased to welcome to the Pantheon podcast family, The Met Report. That's the new podcast from Metallica World Headquarters, from the band themselves, with longtime Metallica and music journalist veterans Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson coming at you every week with tidbits about the band, what's going on on the road, introducing you to some of the crew. Yes, you'll be hearing from some of the boys of Metallica from time to time, and to talk about the foundation all within my hands, which is how Metallica gives back to the Metallica family out there, whether they need help with natural disaster relief, food banks and making sure people get fed, or even helping people get technical education and skills so they can become a more valuable member of the workforce. It's amazing all that they've done, all the people they're touching out there, and we're going to talk about that here on the show. But I mentioned that they're part of the Pantheon Podcast family, as are we. The Ugly American Werewolf is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a network of about a hundred different music shows, really something out there for everybody. It isn't all just rock and roll, and you can check out more at PantheonPodcast.com. And of course, we're sponsored by RareVinyl.com. And we're so psyched to see you guys making some orders on RareVinyl.com using the code UGLY, U-G-L-Y, which will save you 10%. I know we've got a lot of Metallica collectors out there. So go to RareVinyl.com. They're based in the UK, but they ship all around the world. They have over a quarter of a million items in stock. And so if you're looking for imports from different parts of Europe, maybe you're looking for a special box set that's hard to find, maybe a first edition that's rare or a picture disc, Go to rarevinyl.com, guys. Use the code UGLY. You can only use it once, so don't just get one thing. Get a bunch of things and save yourself 10%. That's code UGLY at rarevinyl.com. Now back to Stefan and Renee. I think you're going to find them fascinating. Stefan's been a music journalist since he was a teenager, hooked up with Metallica at a very young age, left his native England to come to America, and has been working with and around the band ever since. 
And Renee Richardson, well, she worked at KFOX. She was a killer DJ for many, many years. Also has worked a long time in charitable and nonprofit foundations. And now she heads up the All Within My Hands Foundation for the band. They've launched the Met Report. They've done a couple of episodes as we record this. Reporting from the band on the road. They got to go to East Rutherford, New Jersey. And as this comes out, you're going to have a chance to go to theaters to see the Arlington shows. The ones from Jerry World, where the Dallas Cowboys play. They'll be in theaters on Friday, August 18th and Sunday, August 20th. They'll be doing some recording there of their own podcast, getting ready for those shows. It's a big deal. If you don't know about the Metallica 72 seasons, then you didn't hear episodes 127 and 128 when I went to Amsterdam to see the first two shows of this epic world tour. It was amazing. You've got to listen to those. But now you got to listen to these guys. Listen to us talk with Steph and Renee of the Met Report right here on The Wolf. Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hi guys. Hey there. Hello. 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 I'm Mac, and that's or that is Action Jackson, depending on which way you're. It's on your screen. <laughs> which way you're oriented? Yes, exactly. In the box here. Um, <laughs> but welcome, welcome to both of you. And just to quickly answer your question, yeah. Stefan. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I moved to England, and I lived in Westminster. I mean, I lived six blocks from Abbey Road Studios. Yeah. Uh, which was awfully nice. And then we moved to Amsterdam. And I'm like, this is great. I'm going to live in Amsterdam for a few years. That's great. That bought, rules. Bought tickets to the first two nights of this epic tour <laughs> that the boys are on. And then a week before Christmas, I said, you know what? We're going to need you to go ahead and move back to the States. I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I guess, you know, we can't really say no. Uh, I guess I can get an airline ticket back to see the boys in April, which I did. And, uh, and it wow. was epic. Wow. That's so you bounced around the last few years. Yeah, no, this all, this all started, Renee, because uh, I, um, I, I was saying to Mac that I love the film. I love American. I love American oh. Wealth in London. I mean, it's one Absolutely. of my. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a brilliant. I've seen it many, many, many times, and uh, and I, I just love it. So it was kind of interesting to hear that um, 
Mac sort of, it was a name that came from nowhere or like it was, there were tenuous links. I don't, you don't love the film, right, Mac? It's kind of a casual. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of like the Motley Crue thing. If you've got a famous name, you're already famous. So you take ugly American, which I probably qualify for on once or twice a day, put it with uh, American werewolf in London, you put it together and it sounds familiar, right? But it's actually unique to us. Because of course, because of course the the irony is that David Norton, who of course was the American werewolf in London, right? I mean, he'd be just, uh, just, uh, incredible uh very handsome man very good looking guy yeah, no doubt <laughs> yeah. About it, yeah. yeah had a bit of a problem with his hand extensions there oh, do, do, you, do you remember this do you remember this film i mean still some of the best special effects you'll ever see when that hand I, is going you know, oh my god it's did so rick cool. baker do that i think rick baker did that yeah he did rick yeah. baker did do that mm-hmm. yeah john landis film yeah Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I remember the film, of course, but I haven't gone back and rewatched it. And oh, since probably it, it stands the within... test of time. It does. Okay, it does. I'll, I'll watch 100%, it again. Hundred percent. Okay. Anyway, I should I should be quiet. Hello. <laughs> no, no, please start this. Otherwise, we may never end it. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we so have that habit. Yes. No. It's all good. That's the way podcasters are, as far as I mm. can tell. Yeah. <laughs> But we are lucky today to welcome the hosts of The Met Report, the exciting new podcast from Metallica World Headquarters, following the boys on their epic 72 seasons tour here. We've got Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson. Thank you both for joining us here today. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Yeah, delighted to be here. Thank you for having us. Oh, you bet. And welcome to the Pantheon family. Indeed. Thanks. Yeah. So we've got a lot of different questions and Jackson and I'll kind of jump in back and forth here a little bit, but uh, you both had kind of incredible careers and we, we want to hear about both of them, but it seems Steph that Stefan, that you uh, you've been with the band a long time at this point, right? <laughs> you've been, you've been working with them for decades. Uh, I mean, before I even was aware of the band in the, in the mid eighties. I mean, yeah. So what magazine is your baby, right? Can you kind of tell us or tell our <laughs> listeners how uh, how that came to be? Yeah, I'll give you the the I'll give you the two minute ticker, and if it gets to three minutes, uh, I apologize in advance. Uh, I I started writing uh, for the English Music Press when I was fifteen. I, I bullshitted my way in, um, nice. <laughs> and then in 1984, I suggested to uh, it was like the first paid piece I did. I suggested that we cover Metallica for Ride the Lightning. I'd reviewed the record for Sounds and. So I was whisked off to Paris, which is where I first met them. Wow. We got on very well. I then went on subsequent assignments for the next couple of years to do stuff with them. I went to LA to do them for the Master of Puppets record. That was memorable because a little fracas I had with the editor at Sounds at the time who did not take kindly to my suggestion, Jay, that they should be on the cover and told me I was an idiot, uh, convinced (laughs) me I probably wasn't going to have a future um, in England, I thought that I should uh, come to the States where it was maybe a little more freewheeling. It'd be a little freer. Cliff Burton, I'd run into in the in the offices for Music for Nations, their British label. He'd said, hey, here's my number. Call me when you land in the Bay Area uh, wow. and I'll, I'll, I'll show you around. And and he did show me around and, he, you know, uh, met a few few good people, very good people, still friends to this day. He didn't come back from tour, sadly. And uh, but we all continue to hang out. So I, I, I did a lot of coverage of them over the next decade for other magazines and I'd freelance for them. Okay. Uh, so what magazine actually uh, started under uh, the mighty Tony Smith in uh, 1993, 94, somewhere okay. in there, but he used to use me as a freelancer. So I would freelance. I pretty much did 
80% of the editorial for that magazine until 1999 when it was uh, handed to me because Tony moved on to, to do other stuff. So since 1999. So yeah, it's been a lot of time. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine. Was that two and a half minutes? Oh, that was under. You did good. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning, Matt, because that could have gone on a lot longer. Well, we've got to There's learn a lot from of stories. you guys. Okay. No, no. And we want to hear as many as we can, but we've got to learn from you because your first two episodes, which we love, we'll talk a little bit about, they're in the 14, 15 minute range. We're doing our damnedest to try to get under an hour every once in a while and we're failing miserably at it i just love to hear myself talk and jackson's just like waiting there's like when's he gonna shut up i got something to say you know so, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah my 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 background is in radio commercial radio so i um i'm learning from steph on how to use more words and talk a little longer because i'm i'm you know trained to be just snippy snappy moving along right <laughs> Hit the songs, tell them what's up next, That's play right. that song, you know, move it along. Yeah, no, <laughs> get I understand. In, get out. <laughs> I think there's a little more to what you do than that. I'm not going to part, I'm not going to let you away with that. You've got to talk a little more about oh, it. You yes. didn't just well, show up and, like, you know, move the songs on. Come on, Renee. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Extend so, your arm behind your back and pat it and tell people, <laughs> come on. So I will tell you, yeah. So my uh, connection to uh, Metallica started actually in the 90s, I would say. Well, before that, because my first show was late 80s in New York. But um, I moved to San Francisco and I got into radio and I worked in radio at Live 105 and and KFOG for uh, 30 years. And along the way, I got to know uh, members of the management team, interviewed a few band members for radio. Sure. And then I um, left radio or was shown the door <laughs> from radio, as I like to say. It's a certain badge of honor to be fired from radio. Um, but I, I, I'd always done nonprofit work. So I was uh, working at a at Blue Bear School of Music. I was their development director, and I had been on their board pri previous to that. And the band had just started their foundation at that time. And everything really came together perfectly because I'd moved to the North Bay. I was very close to headquarters knew the Metallica team, knew what they needed in a in in the, on the philanthropy side of things. So okay. um, I applied, and uh, now I'm the director of philanthropy for the band's nonprofit arm, which is all within my hands. And as I've I've been doing this work since 2019 with the band, and as things evolved, Steph and I got to know each other. And when the podcast, when we started talking about doing the podcast, it was kind of a no brainer that. Uh, Steph and I could work very well together on this project and have a good yeah. time doing it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, since you brought it up, I really want to talk. I want our listeners to understand a little bit more about All Within My Hands, you know, because I've been on the mailing list for a long time. And then all of a sudden I start to see this, you know, AWMH, you know, emails coming in. It's like, well, what, what, what's that all about? You know, I don't know. And then recently I see, well, they just got almost another $2 million set there. And the schools you work with, you just added what, like another 11 schools, one of which is in Orlando, like not too far from where Jackson and I met 30 years ago. One of them is in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, just down the road from where I am here. So can you kind of tell folks a little bit about all the good work that you're doing and what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. So in 20, 
I guess it was technically 2017 is when the foundation officially formed and became a 501c3. Okay. And as you guys know, the band has always given back to charity. Uh, they did it quietly before, you know, you know, social media had had become a thing. They were always giving back to um, sure. communities where they stopped on tour and feeding the hungry. That was always a thing they wanted to do. But in 2017, they said, let's make this more official. We're seeing um, the, the relationship with our fans grow even more deeply through social media. We can harness that. We can um, get Metallica fans involved in philanthropy the way we are. And so they decided to really pick a focus for the foundation, and that was fight against hunger. We added workforce education. That's the trade education you were just referring to in Orlando mm-hmm. and in Kentucky. And then um, critical local services that covers disaster relief. So that's that's the goal of the uh, foundation is to stay focused on those three things. And over the past, however, whatever, what are we in six years for the foundation? Um, we've given back upwards of six million towards workforce education, specifically for trade ed- education. Wow. Upwards of nearly three million for food insecurity, and around the same for um, disaster relief. So, the band is is very engaged in this. They um, they stay uh, very involved in what we do for the foundation, and we we take board votes on every gift that we give. And then the Metallica scholars, that for us is kind of the crown jewel because we're really seeing the impact of that uh, here in the States. You know, like you said, we're now in 43 community colleges across the United yeah. States, 40, 42 community colleges across the United States, 33 states. And by the end of this year, we will have supported 6,000 students who are learning a trade or upskilling their trade. So we're pretty proud. That's amazing. And, and that's that's really the the cool part about this is I didn't really know that much about this uh, charity until I started looking at it for this podcast. And <laughs> you said, well, you said that they did. I mean, I'd heard of it before, but I, I really didn't familiarize myself with it. But you said that they kind of wanted to do it silently when they first started and no social media. But it's nice to know that that a band like this that's been so successful and so blessed in their career that they really want to give back and and seem like they they want to move things forward. I think in this society we have too many people in places of power that don't. They seem like they just want to swirl things around, not move it forward. So right. it's really cool. I think, and Renee will will obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, uh, one thing to know about this band is they've been doing stuff charitably for decades. And, yeah. and they have been silent. They've actually they've actually turned down any uh, quote unquote publicity options because mm-hmm. they didn't want what they were doing mm-hmm. to be publicized. But, you know, fairly sizable work, I would say. But I think I mean, Renee, is this right to say? I think everyone has sort of realized that in order, you know, for, for charity to really sort of take root on, on a community level and Metallica is a family. Right. And, right. you know, uh, there's many Metallica fans who I think you know, want to do good and want to give some money, but don't really know where to, you know, it was seen that this was an excellent way of doing it. Um, yeah. And I think the key thing is, and I mean, the one, the, the key thing for me when I was hearing about this charity coming and, and, and so on and so forth was that every single dollar that goes in that you put in. So if you put in a dollar, right, that whole dollar will go to the designated charity. Not Correct. It's not passed off for expenses. It's not like mm-hmm. yeah, 15 cents here, 20 cents there. I mean, no. it isn't like that. The way and, it and, and quite frankly, I can tell you just with, with Renee and I having hung out this weekend, I can tell you that I've never seen anyone as fastidious about uh, not 
incurring unnecessary expenses as Renee. And I mean that. In, <laughs> I, no, no, I, I mean that. I mean, look, sort of tongue in cheek, but I also mean that uh, very sincerely because it's yeah, pretty cool. It's important. You know, how many times do we hear stories where, you know, perhaps there are expenses that uh, some of us would perhaps, well, raise two eyebrows at, right? There you go. That, right. that does not happen here. No, so, and, and anything that does happen, the band pays for it. It doesn't yeah. come out of charitable dollars. The yeah. band covers all administrative costs. And I will say this for, for many charities, especially small charities, they need they they need those administrative costs. But when you're fortunate as we are to have this entity that is Metallica yes. um, to be able to cover that, it's right. it's very important to point it out. So thanks, yeah. Steph. That was great. And and this, yeah. this, in no way, the information on here, it does not come across as anybody bragging or anything. It's, it's no. more like, hey, this is what we're doing. Help right. us help them. Let's well, all move well, in the same direction. But hey, exactly. am I right in saying that they, they almost, and not and certainly not with the, the, the heartfelt objectives, which I know they're all very much behind. I mean, you know, there's the James in the workforce, uh, re, you know, retraining and so on. I mean, it's been well known. But would you not have had to have almost twisted them to be more, public about how much they're giving because they really don't they're, they're not about that they don't want they're you not to know. And yeah people no. and people you know renee has been part of that core of people who's been saying guys it's it's okay <laughs> yeah. it's okay it's okay it shout it and let other people shout it for us because yeah. um that's right the more that know the better the better mm -hmm. for everyone and and the you know we're also using it as a launching point to get other organizations involved with us specifically so you know if there's a you know we can thank the carharts and the wolverines for for partnering with us and seeing mm -hmm. that okay we have aligned values it's it's more important for us to make a larger impact with our two very strong brands working together to let people know what we're doing together. So why not? The more the merrier. It's quite brilliant from an editorial perspective uh, when you do, I, I do stories uh, for So What on many mm -hmm. of the people who work with uh, or within my hands. And everyone has a story, number one, right? Every human being has a story. That, sure. that, that's a given, yeah? Some of these people's stories are absolutely insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are genuinely insane. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I encourage anyone to to look back uh, at Metallica.com and, and find so what in, in, in the fan club area and, 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 and to have a read of some of the people behind the food banks, the, the, the you know, the people who organize rebuilding entire communities after yeah. they've been mm -hmm. ravaged. These are, these are fucking heroic people. Yeah. I mean, and some of these people have lived lives that you just i mean you do you 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 just your jaw drops it's really something and it's great to be able to shine a light on them and it's right. also great to meet this i met some of the students at day last <laughs> the year. scholars yeah we both did some of the scholars yeah. yeah and and i met some of them and it was really interesting to have them articulate to me how important it was to have i guess there's filing fees for certain exams this was yep. one that stood out That's to right. me renee remember those yep. filing fees and they were saying like it's 4 or 500 bucks to file and without this, I would not have been able to afford to do that. And another kid was saying, without this help, I would not have been able to afford, you know, the tanks of gas necessary to get right. to school. These mm -hmm. are very simple bridges uh, to build, but they make such an enormous difference. And I don't know, I, it certainly hits me. I, I, I always, you know, whenever Renee says, hey, we've got a good thing going here. You want to come and cover it? I'm like, absolutely, because those stories are <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 And a lot of these scholars, well, they've had they've been dealt some bad hands in their lives, you know, but yeah. they have persevered. They haven't just said, okay, well, my parents were shitty. 
I've had problems with drugs, whatever. I got pregnant, that kind of thing. I should just give up. No, they have fought on. And because Metallica inspired them to keep going on with their life, I think it's amazing that the band can then give right back to them and said, you're an inspiration to us. Here's a way to move your life forward. Well, I think you don't see it every day. So for me, the key to what you said there is, is when you were talking about people who maybe sometimes want to give up, um, I think there's a very important bridge there, which is that, you know, Metallica fans and Metallica's music and what James Hetfield writes about it lyrically, I mean, literally lyrically Mm. can very much be the difference between someone giving up and finding some level of fortitude. He has a voice and a connection and a literary way about him that connects with millions of people in the way that Bob Dylan connects with millions Absolutely of people. True. And I've made this comparison before and a couple of people have, have chuckled and uh, to, to their chagrin really, or their peril. I, it's, it's, it's a very accurate comparison. And that's why, you know, you get a Metallica fan who's had a hard time maybe as a student. And then they see that not only this guy who's given them some hope is doing this and being part of this. And they all are. I mean, Rob, Kirk, Lars, everyone is a major part of this, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That bridge. Wow. How fucking powerful is that? And how cool and one, is that? It's one great. thing to me that really comes across on the uh, the report that I've heard so far, the first two episodes, is that sense of family. How it's all, yeah. it's one big family. And to hear the stories that people tell about, I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big Metallica fan. No, you're not. No, <laughs> you are not. Because there are people who are absolutely 1000% hardcore fans. But that's the beauty of the Metallica community is that those newbies are welcomed as much as the stalwarts. I mean, I think maybe even a a decade ago or so, or 20 years ago, it might've been a little more snobbery, but it seems in the last (laughs) 10, 15 years, it's really opened up to where this is all a welcome. And and if it's your first show, you're venerated and, and applauded by the centurions out there i've seen that and i think it's super cool it's really and cool I, it, it's, I, I went to i was gonna say i went to the uh the premiere the 72 seasons premiere in the in the um movie theaters yeah and it was like a thursday night in jacksonville florida i'd worked all day i'm driving up it's dark i'm the only one not wearing a metallica t-shirt and me i mean it, it pumped everybody's pumped and i'm like Hey, fellas, you know the band's not going to be here tonight, right? We're just watching this movie. By the end, people are high-fiving. They're yelling. I yes. mean, they can't wait for this stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is like, this is one. It's a it, it's a family. Like, everybody was friends at the end of that stuff. Yeah, and and I didn't have it. I just had a regular shirt. I think I might have had an ugly American werewolf shirt on. But it was just like, <laughs> come on in. Let's go. We can yeah. all be, we can all experience this together. Well, and what I was going to say too, in 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 when we were up in East Rutherford at uh, MetLife, just seeing three generations. You know, I, I talked to a, d- <laughs> yeah. a dad. His mom was off at the bathroom, and his son was standing right there. And all three of them came together because his mom was a fan, he was a fan, and now his son is a fan. It was it was his son's first concert, to be fair, wow. but just incredible. And and I happened to be w- there with a friend who hadn't seen Metallica since uh, they played with Guns and Roses, and. She was, you know, a little uh, intimidated about going into the snake pit. I'm like, come on. It's it's super. It's fine. It's fine. Not to mention it's huge now. It's huge now. It's huge. Yeah, you actually had some elbow room, yeah. which yeah. was incredible. But she was so funny. She just she like everybody else, you know, they they, they move like 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 fish to James wherever he a- ends oh, yeah. up and they all gather around. him. It was it was incredible. It was yeah. great to see okay. her get taken in by it all. Oh, yeah. You know, in Amsterdam, though, I mean, for one thing, James comes out, you know, welcome Metallica family to the first night. 
of the second night. I don't know really what to call it, but we are Metallica and so are you. He always makes a point to say that. And it was like that in my in my seats because you come the first night, yeah. you don't really know anybody and you, and you know and you're kind of get to know each other. Come back the second night on Saturday to Johan Krauf and you know they're all like, "Hey, welcome back. Good to see you. We're hugging each other." You know, there's there's Americans, there's people from Dubai, there's people from all over the Netherlands and it I'm never, like, "This is great." It, <laughs> it it never even occurred to me that the seat you bought on Friday was going to be your seat on Sunday and you would have like, I, that even occurred to me that that was a possibility. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Everyone's there like, Oh no, okay. Let me, I'll get you a beer. You give me one next time. Like, yeah, 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 sure. You know, oh, we're that's just great. I love that. I having that. fun together. This yeah. word family gets thrown around an awful lot, right? It's become, it's become a, a ter- an adjective almost uh, for, for, you know, Oh, I, you know, they're your family, your family. It's like thrown around all the time. Well, I, I, in my case, in my personal case here, this is a family. I mean, I, you know, you consider when I met these guys and you consider how old I am now, don't let my appearance fool you. I am actually 56. Yeah. <laughs> but you were a kid when you met them. <laughs> so that's oh, well over half my life. Well over, you know, I was talking to James the, the other day about, turning 60 and like just we were talking about it and he's like you know it's well over half my life with 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 this i mean you know this is a family whether whether we like it or not it's a family (laughs) that's the way families work yeah yes but but it's but it's but it's but it's it's kind of wonderful what a journey there have been uh, a lot of ups there have been some downs and i think what this pod is now finally going to give the extended family the chance to do is share their ups and downs their journeys their joys, their happiness, their sadness. You know, look, this music has got us all through some sad times as well. There is no getting away from it. Um, I think you will have heard uh, Heather Lonis on Fuel this week. Um, That's that's a hell of a story. And, you know, there are there are there are others uh, that we will be getting through. And we want and we want people to know that this is this is, you know, the band. Obviously, we're going to have the band on. We're going to be telling stories ourselves. But, you know, this is your chances in people listening now to tell your stories. I mean, for, you know, if you see us at gigs, stop us, tell us, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, there's 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 a, a submission form to drop your audio in. Right. The details are in the pod. This we're going to build this together. And it's super important. I, I, I love hearing stories. I hear them at the Ross Halfin events we're doing. I love to hear them. It's 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 great, and you know it is humbling. And we're all we all walk the same path, right? We all have the same experiences. So come up and share them with us. That yeah. is definitely what is the major driver for this. Well, and they're trying to get more experience for people, even if you can't make it to the show. Like Action said, he went to the premiere at a movie theater. Right. The, Ar- the Arlington shows are going to be broadcast all around the United States here at the end so, of the month, right? Yeah. So, no, so, so Mac, fun. Mac, that's a super important point. I mean, it's great, you know, but to, to jump off that, you know, it doesn't matter if you've never been able to get to a show. If you put that fucking album on in your car, in your right. bedroom, in your d- happiest hour, in your darkest hour, and it does something for you and it gets you through. Or if it just makes you, as we joked about, clean the kitchen quicker, (laughs) the experience that's, you know, attendance is not mandatory. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. the experience of the music is so share it with us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I love that Metallica does this, you know, that you, you go to a show, you can order 
you know, the CDs or the albums, you know, from or even the, the, the MP3s from the show, which if you go to the show, it's a great souvenir to remember that. But if you can't go to the show, then you can still experience what they were like live. Yeah. You know, and I don't understand why more bands don't do it. I'm like, it, it just makes you more money and it brings the fans closer to you. What's what's the issue? Because a lot of other bands, I and look, I speak generally when I say this, um, I don't think many bands are led um, by their greatest fan. And I think Metallica was, you know, is is, the greatest fan of Metallica helped form Metallica. Mm -hmm. The greatest fan of Metallica continues to drive Metallica. Uh, the greatest fan of Metallica gave Renee and I, um, uh, uh, you know, his blessing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't need to name him. You know who he is. And, you know, everything that, that you know, these guys do, uh, to your point, you know, live recordings and so on and so forth, that's driven by the greatest fan that Metallica has. <laughs> so I don't know how many other bands, uh, you know, are led by their greatest fan. I hear you. <laughs> We're lucky. <laughs> it, it's amazing. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Chris Slade, drummer of ACDC and many others. And you're listening to the ugly, I mean really ugly, Werewolf in London. (laughs) And and the tour, I mean, for those who haven't seen it yet or or haven't been there yet, the stage is epic. It's unbelievable. The, The eight towers that have these like cylindrical screens on them, you guys were talking about, it's... It's tons, and each one is tons and tons of metal and technology, but it makes for, and and especially when they can kind of swirl around, they can kind of do videos and effects and swirl it makes for an amazing show. But I also wanted to talk about the boys themselves. I think they look amazing. Like, they're in great shape. Oh, yeah. James is in killer shape, and I, I was kind of curious. Do they all have one wardrobe person or do they each get their own? Because they all obviously have their own style. Steph. Foster and Martha. Yep. <laughs> the queen the, the the queens of the dressing room area. It's they, they do a great job making it feel like home for the guys, and they also do a great job making sure the guys look good. Uh right. Shelly, um uh, the mighty Shelly, Benman helps with Kirk as well. Okay. So you've probably got two or three people just, you know, making sure everyone's got the clothes that they need and feeling good about how they look and so on and so forth and and making sure there's always a a change of this and uh, you know an extra pair of those and whatever (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's not it's 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 pretty low key uh i have to say that if there is uh, a lead guitarist in in rock having more fun than kirk hammett right now (laughs) (laughs) who is he yeah i know he is just fucking rock starring out isn't he i mean he's having a blast isn't he having a blast yeah he just is having he's just he's doing his thing uh, with with an a right and (laughs) no he is and it's amazing and he looks that guy i mean i've joked about this many times that guy's like benjamin button (laughs) <laughs> if you look at pictures of him from back in the day, and you're like, mate, that facial hair is a uh, suspect to say the least. <laughs> oh my god! But now, now this guy, he looks like a fucking god. It's like, what? What happened? You're getting older, and you yeah. look better. Like, what deal? What deal did you make? But yeah. yeah, they all they all look great, and they work very hard for it. They train. They they kind of train for this. They they treat yeah. themselves like athletes. They look and like every it. yeah yeah. But everyone who buys a ticket. You know, he's getting every cent's worth from them. They're doing everything they can to do the best show. And I don't know about you, Renee. I, I, I it gives me a, a great sense of pride, and it does push you the extra mile to do 
what you can do in 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 in, in my world and I'm sure in yours because they fucking do they give it they don't they don't you know they don't pull any punches they're That's giving right. it the best they can yeah there was a there was a clip of Kirk goes and he picks up the drumsticks and because there's more than one drum kit and he starts playing and Lars just looks at him and you know uh oh are we gonna do this again so and he just takes his guitar off and gives it to Lars and they're just fooling around but it looks like they're having a great time. Yeah. <clears throat> it's yeah. not just a show it's 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 people who are friendly with each other and that comes through in the performance yeah they just they 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 have a, a connection and a chemistry that i think i think is bigger than all of them and you know it makes me chuckle every few years you know you get people saying well you know they will they keep this up can they do it sometimes like look it's it's probably beyond their control in the sense of they have to do this it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's driven. It seems to me, in my observation, it's driven by a greater force than just wanting to or not. You know, I mean, I, I guess that they will turn around to me and say, "Shut up, Steph." There's a physical <laughs> aspect to this as well, <laughs> and and you know, physicality is going to be a driver. But phew, but they don't do it for total. money anymore. It's not because oh well, we need to make money. That's got they nothing never, to do with it anymore. Band, this band, the, yeah, I mean, you know, and people talked about load and reload being sellouts and all that. What a load of absolute Whatever. bollocks! If you were going to sell out off the Black Album, you'd have made the Black Album too. That's right. Mm -hmm. You'd have copied yeah. every song and tried to write the new Enter Sandman, and they most certainly went the opposite way. So I never take that stuff seriously. People just people do sometimes say that the weirdest of things. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, it, the fact that they could just go out and tour a massive tour just on their back catalog, but no, they're putting out new music. They want to move forward. Oh. They want to put out a record. That's outstanding. Like, I didn't know what yeah. I was going to get when I went to that premiere. And I just walked out of there like, well, we're just going to have to grab that as soon as it comes out. Exactly. Because that was awesome. <laughs> I know. Best record they made in decades. Yeah. And I don't know if you had the same experience I did, but it was like, one song after the other, I was like, well, no, I like that one even more. Yeah. Now I like that one even more. Like, yeah. How are they yeah. doing this? <laughs> and to me, when they when they went into the first time I'd ever heard Lux Eternal, where he's doing like the kind of the motor heady beat, mm -hmm. I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm standing up cheering. I'm yeah. like, okay, I understand this is a movie and they're not here, but I'm cheering anyway. We're standing <laughs> up. And, it was just so much energy. Yeah. And and it, to, to your point about how they they have to do this, like they have to write these songs, they have to put them out because it's they'll it just. It has to happen. It's inside them. They're not on coast mode. They're right. on full speed ahead mode. That's right. And I think what's fascinating with, with James and Lars is that they are both, they both need each other mm -hmm. uh, as collaborators. I don't ever see them, uh, you know, I, personally, look, who knows, they, they might fool us all, but I don't know if solo stuff is really in their interest or what they like to do. I mean, they, they have a bond and a chemistry and, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I mean, the four of them do. I mean, Rob mm -hmm. is such a river between them now. He's such mm -hmm. a, connecting force and there's all these great places for kirk to to come in and and do what he does and everyone understands it you know everyone gets it the the flow is tremendous with them creatively mm -hmm. it really is and they're very intelligent i don't think they get enough i mean i find james to be incredibly articulate a very smart man and he doesn't get because like oh he's a heavy metal guy or whatever like but listen to what he's saying i mean listen to what he says about not only his songs but about life and, and what's out there Yes, he's grown up since he was 20 years old and every fifth or sixth word isn't fuck or whatever. But no, he I mean, this is a smart man who has something to say. There's a reason they're so successful. Yeah, I I can talk to this, Renee, if you want, or you, yeah, you, yeah, you might have something to say. I mean, I, look, I, I think we all know that people make snap judgments based on very, very precarious uh, optics, right? 
And I think that James has been a victim of that to an extent over the decades. Absolutely. Um, I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't think the millions and millions of people who pay attention to what he's talking about care. I think he's incredibly brave. I don't know if he would necessarily agree or not. I don't know. I actually, I don't care either if he does or not, but I think <laughs> he's incredibly brave because his journey is a journey that millions of people experience and never ever feel that they can emotionally articulate for fear of ridicule or for fear of being judged or whatever. Yes. And there he is, the biggest, arguably the, the biggest hard rock rock star in the world, if not one of the biggest rock stars in the world. And he is showing himself and he is telling you that, you know, this is my journey. And I'm sure, you know, millions of you are on the same one. I wonder how many guys in their tank tops, and I'm going to go cliche here, you know, <laughs> with <laughs> grease under their fingernails and beer on their breath, have sat and listened to him and thought, fuck, you know, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, if that dude can do it, maybe I can. Maybe yeah. I can talk to my friend and say, you know, I, I feel right. like I'm fucking up here. Nah, he's he's inc incredibly he's special. Brave. Yeah, he's and, special. And uh, if you Lars is one of the great communicators of our time, you know, Lars. Rob, Rob and Kirk, incredibly musically articulate, warm, funny, engaging. Yeah, these are smart fucking guys, and I wouldn't have anyone say any less. And if they did, more for them. Yeah, I mean, exactly. really. <laughs> well, you speak of Rob. I mean, he was on the most recent episode, which came out, I guess, yesterday as we're recording this. Yeah. He said something about how he and Kirk are working up some new 90 second jams kind of spur yeah. of the moment they're going to be sharing. Could you talk, yeah. just tell our listeners a little bit about what he was talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty much what it says on the tin. I mean, him, him and Kirk, uh, they, you know, they got into these jams, uh, jamming together on stage during the last tour. And it was a much more formed and articulated section where they would pick a song that suited or was from the city that they were in. So for example, you know, in, um, in Manchester, Stone Roses, I believe, is I want to be adored. Um, okay. That they put, so they they would pick a you know and they, if they, if they're in Poland, they pick a Polish band, you know, and they would sit and they would work a cover song of a local favorite. So on this tour, as you observed already, huge stage, huge production, four drum kits. That tells you already it's an it's a massive stage, right? I think they were trying to figure out how best to to really kind of get the show to flow and also to be able to flow with it. Yeah. And so there are a lot of intro tapes to help people get breaks and whatever, get a drink of water. It was decided, hey, why don't you guys like, you know, cook some stuff up? And mm -hmm. so Rob and Kirk said, great, we'll make it a little looser. We'll make it a little more jam oriented. These guys have hundreds, hundreds of ideas that, that we never hear or that never see the light of day. And, you know, Rob and Kirk have decided to go into their cupboard and, mm -hmm. and, and, and put a few together and <laughs> have throw a little them together. fun. Yeah. 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 And they put they put them together, um, you know, pretty tight to the show. Yeah, like, yeah. and I, I think an hour before sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, R RT being one of the hardest working professional musicians I've ever seen in my life. And again, this is all going to seem hyperbolic, and that's fine. I understand that people think, oh, you, you work with him, you will say this. This fucking guy, I mean, he works all the time. I mean, he really does. He's always jamming, he's always practicing. So it, it's a fact, you know? So he's, you know... They're putting together some. I think these things are. I'll make a prediction here for you. All right. I predict these things are going to become more formed, 
and 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 tighter as the tour goes on because i don't think the pair of them can help themselves i think they're gonna get <laughs> so drawn into it they're like come on come on gee let's let's get together in the room the night before and let's put this together oh man come on let's put another hour of practice i can see that happening i really can as much I as bet they, you're right that's exciting uh, well yeah the, the, the that's those are the standards they set themselves and those two have a great flow as well i mean they surf together they hang together kirk is a cooked for rob before which he'll be mm. talking about on a future pod at some point uh well yeah, rob will be talking about kirk cooking i should <laughs> yeah. say uh so yeah yeah it's a natural it's a very natural thing well it's fun i mean i remember i saw them at Slane castle in 2019 just not too long after i'd moved to london we went over to dublin mm. for it and uh rob comes out and leads the crowd in no nay never uh yeah. you know an irish drinking song i'm like well how fun is that that's yeah. great you know yeah 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 he's a he's a cult he's a culture warrior as well he he hoovers it up he loves to know about uh you know what what countries are about their histories all of it he loves all that stuff yeah yeah no uh, lo uh, lovely uh, i love him he's top man he's actually at this point um He's my rolling buddy on tour. I roll with him and Jeff Bass. So, uh, all right, that's the, yeah, that's super cool. Well, are you guys in Montreal now? Is there preparing to tonight for show one in Montreal? No, not me. I'm uh, I'm deep in all within my hand stuff right now. Gotcha. Back <laughs> on the west coast. <laughs> this yeah. is actually one of the only uh, shows on this leg, leg that I'm going to have to miss. So, no, we are both. It's a rare non-appearance uh, from the pod Correct. team this week, yeah. but uh, we're back on it in Arlington. And yep. Which is exciting because, I mean, I, I spent a lot of money to fly back to Amsterdam and go to those two shows, so I'm probably not going to go to the Arlington movie. So, uh, but for those who can't make it, this is a big deal to be able to broadcast this across the nation. Two nights. Yeah. yeah. Both yeah. nights. That's right. Yep. Both that's nights. Cool. And, and, and in advance, I'm going to say that every single person attending that show, you have my utter respect and admiration i'll oh, respect it because of the heat <laughs> <laughs> i was seeing how hot it's going to be there next week this is i mean think about think think of the the crew renee think of those oh. think of like think of those guys i mean putting yeah. up putting up that stuff i mean you know i've mentioned chad cola our rigger before i mean that you know lead rigger i mean there's there's a couple of hundred really great crew people who are going to have to put that show up in 105 degrees of heat Poof. Well, but it's a Jerry world where the Cowboys play, right? It is. So is there a dome? That's what I was yeah. trying to wonder. Can they put there, the There is a over? dome to it. Yeah, yeah it, it they... opens at the top. But, I mean, either way, it's hot in Dallas. I mean, right. even just right. even just riding in the car with I... the air conditioning on, you know it's like a blast furnace up there. Right. I mean, the thought of the, the, the actual little bit going over the top and doming you off, it makes, you, it makes me feel that we might end up like pot stickers. There might be 80,000 <laughs> pot stickers in there. We might all be steamed. <laughs> steamed into into submission i don't know but <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be crazy i mean there's no there's no way it can't be right i mean these shows are crazy anyway and i just i'm, I'm sure that something's gotta play into their heads uh as as to you know we're playing to over 2500 movie theaters worldwide i mean wow you know That's you get amazing. a six second delay i was told at best if you're lucky so yeah, if you they... flub, you flub. And, and <laughs> that's great. I, I like flubs myself. I think they give a show character, but no musician I know has ever said they like them. So <laughs> yeah, when they, when they did the listening party, they said, Hey, make sure you stay to the end. Important announcement, you know, here tonight, blah, blah, blah. And I just said to myself, simulcast, simulcast, they're going to do a simulcast, aren't they? Because they already had everything said. And they said, yes, you know, in August, here come like, 
I knew it yeah. because yeah, there are going to be a ton of people who can't make it to the shows. They're just right they're all over the world. People want to see this. And for as many shows as they're doing, there's still a lot of people that don't get to go. So something like this is, I won't say it's the same thing, but it's the next best thing. Where, where are you going to be watching it, Renee? I was just going to say, I'm going to be Friday. I will be watching it live in Arlington and then Sunday I'll be home for it. So I'll be watching it from uh, South Carolina. Oh, very oh, wow. good. Which, of course, means that we can say that we will be recording together again live from Arlington. That's right, baby. Very good. Nice. We figured out a way that we could be in the same room as each other and not have the mics feedback. Because <laughs> yeah. if we get the chance. No, no. Because given the chance, we'd love to record together all the time. It's all the time. Yeah. A lot more fun. I don't know. I don't know how the how the, the, our, the wonderful production team would feel about that. <laughs> we like it. <laughs> to your point of the 15 minute pod, we have a, a brilliant production team who help. Uh, well, Renee is very disciplined. I'm probably a little less disciplined, but uh, keep us in keep us in check. I That's mean, right. I would, I'd definitely be going for the full waffle. Give yeah. me half a chance. Hey, this is Scott Holiday from the Rival Sons. You're listening to the Ugly American Werewolf in London. The show is great. We're so glad you're doing it. We're so glad that you're part of the Pantheon family. Why don't you tell our listeners, you know, where they can find you on social or, or anything about the show that that might that help spread the word? Well, there's always I mean, Metallica.com is always the place where you right. will um, get the most information. Um, I would just suggest that for those who want to know, you know, what we're doing, just subscribe to us. We're going to give you the direct information. Um, go to your, you know, your your favorite podcast supplier. Everyone has their favorite platform. Subscribe. <laughs> You'll hear us weekly, giving you all the information. And yeah, I think we're going to, we're going to, we pop up on the socials, um, the, the band socials here and there, but Metallica.com is always your hob, uh, hob. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's actually a Northern English uh, sandwich is a hob. So <laughs> it's, a hob. it's not that. <laughs> Metallica.com is your hub for everything to do with Metallica. And, you know, there's going to be, if there's any outstanding podcast news, you'll see it there as well. And as the journey grows and as the family grows bigger and bigger, I'm sure you know, our tentacles will spread further and further, you know, who knows? They may even allow us our own Instagram account. I can just know that if some, I know, if some, I know if some of the poor team are hearing that they're just like, why don't you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, Metallica.com for all your news. And please do subscribe to us on, you know, your favorite pod platform. Did I miss? Yeah, we anything? appreciate it. Nope. Did miss- you didn't miss a thing. Yeah. Okay. That's and great. we we're, we thank you guys for uh, having us on. This yeah. was really cool. It's nice to get to know you guys, yeah. fellow podcasters. Yes, welcome to the Pantheon family. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Beautiful, beautiful radio voice, Renee. Thank you so much. <laughs> See, Renee has Renee has the Renee Renee knits it all together. Uh, she does have know, that voice. You know, you know, you know. She, she was, you know, she was. Um, you, you were uh, an automobile, were you not? I was a Chevron I thought, talking I, car. Yes, yes I remember that one. Chevron, Chevron talking car. I, I, I have to say, surely a Ferrari. Uh, I think it was a Lexus, Lexi Lexus. There you go, a Lexus, oh, go. which is yeah. the Japanese. The Lexus yeah. is a Japanese Ferrari. Let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair enough, right? I'll tell that just... to my wife when she comes home in her Lexus tonight. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just a Corolla, right? They gave you, no. they gave you the top drawer. <laughs> right. Lexus, that's yeah. right. Very like nice. It. Very uh, good. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. All the best thank of you luck for with the, the show <laughs> and with the tour. It's epic. It's amazing. I'm so glad you're a part of it. Great. And well, right back you at you. Us. Keep yeah. up thank the good you. work, you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks See you so later. Much. Thank Peace. you. Bye. 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 So cool to be able to talk to those guys. Their show is awesome, but what they're doing 
especially with all within my hands. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's good. And I, I know like they don't want to make a huge deal out of the fact that they, that they do charitable things, but to put the word out, to get other people involved, I think it's, I think it's really good. And to know that you get to read the stories, it's an actual person that you're connecting with and not just, you know, money to some cause. It's yeah, it's really good. Uh, so that's the Met Report. Get it wherever you get your podcast. What a fun chat that was with Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson of The Met Report, the new podcast from Metallica, from Metallica World Headquarters, going to be featuring members of the band, important people in their circle, members of the crew, members of the Metallica family, and highlighting some of the great work they're doing with the All Within My Hands Foundation, helping thousands and thousands of people around the U.S. gain more technical skills, get relief from natural disasters, and make sure they're fed. Amazing work that Renee and everyone involved with the foundation are doing. So cool to talk to both of them. And Stefan's been with the band for decades, doing a lot of articles and journalism around the world. Renee, kind of a legend in the San Francisco area with KFOG, amazing career, and now heading up this amazing organization with the help of Metallica. It's fantastic. We're so proud to have them as part of the Pantheon family, and you can support them by downloading and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And you can help the Ugly American Werewolf in London here the same way. Download, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also order your records from rarevinyl.com and use the code UGLY to save yourself 10% off all your orders. So you want that rare Metallica box set, you want the latest on vinyl, you want some import that you can only find in Europe, they've got over a quarter million items in stock. Use code UGLY, save yourself 10%. You can also go to the Ugly American Werewolf store you can find it on Twitter. It's at ugly underscore werewolf. Click on the shop, get yourself a t-shirt, get yourself a mug, some stickers, show your pride in the wolf. And if you buy something, hey, send us a picture of it. We want to show it to everybody on social media. So as usual, folks, we want to know, do we get something right? Do we get something wrong? Do we miss the point? Do we leave out your favorite part? Let us know. Email us at uglyamericanwerewolf at gmail.com. Let us know the albums, the bands, the concerts, the DVDs, the books, the rock properties you want to hear about. And if you're a subscriber, hey, give us a positive review online, maybe a five-star. It just helps us find more rock and roll fans like you and helps us grow our show. And this is a great, fun show for us to do. And we've got some more fun stuff lined up for you. I can't let the cat out of the bag. We've got some more cool collaborations coming up, some interviews coming up, and, of course, some classic albums to review in the near future. So you're just going to have to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to find out who we're going to be talking with next or which records we're going to be doing. And until next time, to all you rock and rollers all around the world, be cool and keep doing what you do to keep rock alive. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 